Hello, this is Chris Tofton, and welcome to my podcast on design thinking. Today we're going to discuss on what is design thinking, as defined by Mandy Demetrius. Designers use particular ways of thinking to create innovative new products and design solutions challenging problems. As educators, we can learn a lot from the way designers think. So what is design thinking? So it's a solution-based approach to solving problems. A way of thinking and working and supported by a collection of strategies and methods. So let's get into the process. So you're going to develop empathy and understand the needs of people we are designing a solution for. So we first have to get the feeling of what the problem is. Then we're going to define the problems and opportunities for the designer solutions. Then we're going to generate visualizations, creating ideas, like visualize creative ideas, and develop prototypes. Then we're going to test our solution and seek feedback. Why do we think that's important? So we're going to start thinking, why is design thinking important? You may, you may wonder why, why, why would elementary kids or primary and middle school kids need to learn design thinking? Well, there's a reason. Basically, consider how our world is today. In order for students to be able to, to be able to work and adapt within our society now, they're going to have good need good solution and troubleshooting or problem solving skills. Okay, so I would think that's very important for any student to know as they go throughout life, not just in school, but also socially in our community. Uh, they're gonna when they get a job, when they are in different social settings, they're going to want to know how to troubleshoot and solve problems. So that's super important. And they'll need to prepare to face uh, things they've never seen before. So design thinking is one of the best tools we can give our students. So how are we going to do that? Okay, first, there's a solution-based way you can teach students within a class so I'm going to form like a general lesson of how I would apply it in a classroom for example it doesn't your design thinking basically you can do it with or without a lab I would think uh, if you have um, you have to actually pick like what type of problems so I would have a discussion with our students on what the type of problems we have in our community Good example of a problem I've had a discussion in, a, I think it was a fourth or fifth grade class recently, is we have problems um, living in Queens and our sewers flood. And I said, well, why do you think our sewers flood? Well, our sewers flood because sometimes garbage or debris or plastic bags or, I mean, think about it, cigarettes, anything, any type of debris that comes out of a garbage can, or is thrown on the street. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Plastic bottles. So when we speak to the students, they're going to identify, like, oh, wow, how would we, how would we make a better sewer? Because we live in the city. So there's our first start. So now we have our problem. And to maybe establish the discussion of sympathy is, what happens if we don't fix the sewer problem? 
Every time you walk off the curb, you walk into flooded mains. It floods our streets. It, it doesn't allow you to cross our streets. If we found a way to catch all the debris, it wouldn't get into our sewer treatment or get out in the ocean. So that's our empathy of how are we really helping people? We're actually helping pollution. So once the kids make that realization that they're going to help prevent some of the pollution that goes out in the ocean and makes it to our sewer treatment plants that may not get cleaned. So that's definitely a big problem and that can help more than just a small community. That can help people in the world if they came up with a better sewer a way to prevent debris getting into our oceans. Okay, so now once we've developed the empathy, I would actually move on to the next part where they're going to want to, depending on how many students you have, they may want to generate a visualization, a creative idea, maybe give them a big board or give them a tablet or something to draw on. Like, okay, so how are we going to come up with a better sewer? So what you'd have them is actually show them get the original plan of the sewer, have them draw out that they may need a guide. Once they have that guide, they see how the sewer is actually designed currently. Then, by giving them that base, they can have the understanding of, well, how can I make it better? And why is what's happening happening? So then, then they can generate or visualize it by drawing either on a board, on a whiteboard. You don't have to specifically have a computer. If you have computers or iPads, they could use uh, they could use a 3D program, 3D drawing program. Um, uh, you could use. Uh, let me try to think. Uh, they could use a software like Tinkercad, which is free to sign up for. So when they sign up for Tinkercad, basically, when they sign up for an account. It actually has pre-designed squares, circles, any different types of lines. It also has pre-designed pieces of uh, like walls or bricks. And they can actually use that to draw the pieces of the sewer. And once they draw the pieces of the sewer, they can add how, they'd how they would add the solution to the sewer. I would make it even a, a somewhat of a competition because I know kids sometimes like a competition between each other like a friendly competition where they could maybe win a prize or like win a prize to go out on a uh, on a boat in the ocean where they if you could get that type of permission and they could see the debris they're preventing from going in the ocean or just have someone who comes in that does that and do a presentation and give them the videos or even a pizza party anything like that so once the children have generated visuals what I would do is have them develop a prototype so they could draw the prototype in the 3D program so now you're still using the same program or they could develop a prototype either drawing by hand or they could actually come up with a you could use paper cardboard you could, you know one thing you could really use you could use business cards that someone's not using anymore and cut them up and tape them together there's many different ways to make a prototype depending on the the cost and we don't want to uh, to spend a lot of uh, money if there's not a lot of money available. I just think that would be a, a great way to do it. I've seen a, a prototype built with old business cards and pieces of cardboard cut up, and they just that's how the children came up with their prototype. 
then once they have their prototype what they could do is you could get like a, a bucket of water or uh, a box that can hold water and you could actually see if they have debris in water and pour it on it to see if it stops it from going through the sewer. Uh, that would that would be a good way to test it. And if it does work, that'd be great. That's a good test and that's a good solution. Then you want them to troubleshoot or identify the problems of the prototype. So they're probably going to have to test it more than one time. I would say I've seen three, four, sometimes inventions could be tons. Just have them troubleshoot to the point where they can have uh, the ability to identify the problems and correct them. Uh, that's why sometimes I suggest the 3D is because you don't have to keep cutting and pasting. 3D you can just erase and make adjustments. So that might help as well. And Tinkercad's free, so that if they could, if you have access to the computer with groups, you could have at least one person doing the drawing and the rest of the groups giving the ideas. So once they've tested it, and then they think that it works, they could seek feedback from another group and see if it actually works or seek it from another class to get feedback of that how they think the design is. And then after they've actually come up with that, you could actually have the pictures of each prototype up there and everybody could vote for their, you know, which one they think is the best. Depending, I know everybody usually vote for themselves, but someone may vote for another groups because they think it's better. So once they've actually developed that portion of it, I would say that maybe even offer as a prize that someone could get it printed out at a 3D lab for them and have a designer draw what they actually have drawn in their in their design and have the best one printed up. Because it's usually not as expensive and if you say it's for a school project, you could even go to Adelphi University, ask them about printing it, make an arrangement, or call up a local uh, 3D lab and have them print it. Um, I know like 3D Invos is another lab that actually, if it's for education, they just print it at cost. They don't really charge you anything else than that. Uh, then once they actually have that, the students are really seeing the full process of how people come up with ideas and I think that you know I guess the outcome of this type of education is they'll have more creative confidence in their abilities and be able to uh, accept new challenges in the future I think they'll also you know have the ability to identify and develop you know more creative solutions to problems they've encountered in their life and uh, they're developing optimistic empathetic and they'll be active members of society to help to contribute to solve more complex problems and challenges that the world face in the future so if you have if you have or need more information on how to get they do have designer education kits we can provide that as well on how you can join a, a it's called Makers Empire they're actually at makersempire.com they have kits you can get for teachers for actually working at home uh, with with children about 
designer thinking and improving a lot of this information. Uh, also, the woman who created this, the author, Mandy Dimitriadis, is, uh, seems to be very innovative in how they think. Uh, there is a lot of other ideas, not just the one I thought of. I've seen them do it with Legos and come up with solutions with Legos. That's another way I build designer solutions, as we have all seen uh, Lego Masters on TV. Kids may love to use Legos and then like integrate other pieces with the Legos and how to coming up with a, uh, a project-based solution for a problem. Uh, I don't know if you saw uh, one of the Lego Masters. They had a bridge where they actually put a thousand pounds on a Lego bridge and it held it. It was amazing. So if you have any other questions or problems, feel free to email me at ChristopherTofton at mail.adelphi.edu or you can send me a text. Appreciate you listening to the podcast and I wish everyone luck with the rest of their assignments. <laughs>